0: Welcome to The Greener Way Podcast, a show about people, planet and purpose, and how investors and corporate leaders push forward in a complex world. What message do Aussie farmers have for the corporate world? And what opportunities are there for investing in climate solutions within the agricultural sector? My name is Rosemary Petrus. Welcome to The Greener Way. I'm the senior journalist at FS Sustainability, and today we're sitting down for a chat with Dr. Anika Molesworth, farmer, scientist and public figure on issues of food systems, climate change, conservation and rural community development. She is the founding director of the organisation Farmers for Climate Action. She's an advocate for women in STEM and has worked with the Climate Council, the Australian Centre for International Agricultural Research. And Al Gore, did I miss anything there? Welcome to the podcast, Anika.
1: (laughs) Thanks so much, Rose, for having me on the show.
0: So, Anika, tell us your story. What motivated you to get involved with climate action?
1: So when I was 12 years old, my parents purchased a farm in far western New South Wales in beautiful Williokali country. And I pretty much packed up my bags in Melbourne and came out to the wild west of, you know, ruby red sand, sapphire blue skies, horizons that just go on forever. And I fell in love with this place, absolutely fell in love with it. But the year that my parents purchased was the year 2000, which was the start of the decade-long millennium drought. Mm -hmm. And so our first 10 years of farming was a pretty steep learning curve because the rain stopped falling and Mm -hmm. the vegetation disappeared. We couldn't run any livestock. The water evaporated from the dams. People were leaving the community. And this place that I had recently arrived at, fallen in love with, was just deteriorating before my eyes at a rapid pace. And it really like shocked me as a, a 12-year-old, you know, what is going on? Um, mm. How do I look after my home and these beautiful people I'm surrounded with? How do I protect these animals that, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed to be around? And I guess, you know, during that those formative years, I was learning about you know the environment how do we look after it what climate change was how it's you know causing longer more common droughts heat waves dust storms and so i was learning you know the theory in school and then um university afterwards and i was seeing it play out in real time on my family's property mm-hmm. and i thought you know there's no greater issue than this how are we going to feed a rapidly growing global population If the environment is literally deteriorating around us and farmers find it more and more difficult to grow food. Mm -hmm. And so that's what really sparked my interest in climate change, in environmental conservation and making sure that rural people and farmers have the capacity to be part of the solution in solving this. What
0: future are Aussie farmers and Australia's food systems at large face with if we don't take action on climate?
1: So in Australia, we have such diversity of environment. We literally grow every you know food and fibres under the sun here, which is incredible. We have such a rich and rewarding agricultural sector here in Australia, but we're also being incredibly challenged by climate change. Um, we have some of the naturally uh, most variable climate in the world here in Australia. We have, you know, these extremes in temperatures. We have very poor soil qualities. We have, you know, uh, our rainfall not very reliable and all of these things are being exacerbated, further exacerbated by climate change. So heat waves becoming uh, hotter, droughts becoming longer, floods, torrential rains becoming stronger when they mm-hmm. do fall changes in pests and diseases and species in our crops and in our livestock. So no matter what farm you're looking at and what they're growing, whether it's cotton or wheat or goats, they're being impacted by climate change and probably in a slightly different way. They're experiencing slightly different problems, but they're all being challenged. And that obviously impacts the, the livelihood of the farmer, you know, the productivity and profitability of the farm. It also impacts the whole of community. Um, when you go through bushfires, droughts, floods, like that does take a really large mental toll on the farmer, on the person who lives and works so closely with the land. Mm-hmm. That has a mental toll on their children, on the shops and the communities, and so it has a really big flow and effect not only to the farm business, but to you know the mental health of people, to community well-being and stability. I can imagine.
0: Recently, I had the absolute privilege of seeing you speak at the Investors Group on Climate Change Summit in Sydney. We at FS Sustainability, we were the media partner for the event. Your speech was a real call to action and Addressed a knowledge gap for city dwellers in the audience that probably haven't had first hand experience with those impacts of climate change that are happening right now out in regional areas. I'm sure some of our listeners were in attendance, but for those who weren't, what message do Aussie farmers have for the finance world?
1: So, Using finance, using capital to accelerate climate solutions is just so important, like it cannot be understated because all businesses, all financial institutions, all investors, they are dependent on a well-functioning natural world to run their operations. At the same time, all businesses, financial institutions have an impact on nature through their operations, whether it's direct or indirect. Mm -hmm. And so understanding that means that we can assess the risks to our businesses, to our communities, to the productivity of these systems, but also find the opportunities that are actually out there. Mm -hmm. So knowing how we're interacting with the natural world and the impact we're having on it enables us to make good business decisions and channel investments into the most planet-friendly activities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so there are so many things that we need to be doing. Um, because you know, we really know what's causing a lot of these problems. You know, it's it's the way we get around and transport ourselves, it is the um, you know, the way that we produce food and fibres in our agricultural systems. It's the way we manufacture and use industrial processes. It's the burning of coal, oil, and gas. So all of these activities are releasing greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, which are destabilising the climate. And so when we're thinking about activities, our business activities, where we're investing our monies, we need to be thinking, how do we reduce these emissions? Mm -hmm. How do we prevent them being released? And how do we adapt our societies and our businesses to cope with the changes that we have already set in motion?
0: And when it comes to investing in the agricultural sector, what should investors be looking for if they want to invest in innovative climate solutions?
1: So, the thing that I find really exciting about the agricultural sector is that there are so many ways that we can reduce emissions from farms, there are so many ways that we can be investing in better farming systems, which help us look after the climate, our food systems and our future. So, for example, uh, we hear a lot about methane in the press. We can reduce methane from our livestock with feed supplements and selective breeding, Mm -hmm. reducing the time it takes for sheep and cattle to get to market. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can reforest degraded land, which captures carbon uh, in the plants and soils and increases biodiversity. We can electrify our farming businesses and the transport system, so adopting renewable energy in the agricultural sector and battery storage, hydrogen machinery. Mm-hmm. We can also improve land practices with you know better fertilizer use and fire management. So these are all the very practical things that we can do on farms. Mm-hmm. One of the most uh, important pieces in that, I believe, is investing in renewable energies. Because agriculture, many agricultural businesses, dairies, wineries, irrigation businesses, they actually are quite energy consuming. Mm-hmm. But we live in the sunniest and one of the windiest continents on earth and farmers have these great expanses of land opportunities to host solar panels and wind turbines and when they do they can receive secondary and stable sources of income Mm -hmm. you know help them ride out the rough times like the droughts like the floods ease that pressure from them when they experience these these disaster events And so I would love to see a lot more investment in uh, renewable energies in farming and rural communities. Absolutely. Your book, Our Sunburnt Country,
0: covers climate change and food systems challenges and solutions. You spoke with farmers, nutritionists, climate scientists, chefs and social entrepreneurs to inform the book. What was the biggest
1: takeaway? So it was an amazing experience writing this book and interviewing people right around the world. And something that really struck me was that no matter where they were in the world, in at what point in the food system where they were a food producer or a chef or a nutritionist, they were experiencing the impacts of climate change. You know, food availability was going down. Um, you know, the the challenge of pr- producing food was becoming um, you know more great
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, food prices going up nutritional content going down so everyone along that food system could see how climate change was impacting the food that we receive on our plate mm-hmm. but all of these people that I interviewed were hopeful they said we have the answers we know what we need to do we've got the technologies out there we've got all this incredible science that we could be using. And that gives us hope. That gives me hope. So it's really a matter of will and determination to actually apply these solutions. Mm -hmm. And so even though, you know, writing Our Sunburnt Country was again, a, a reality check of you know how serious the climate crisis is and how much it is going to impact every single person in the world because it impacts our food, mm-hmm. it is a book of hope and optimism saying that we have an abundance of solutions out there, an abundance of ways to better look after land, water, plants, animals and our climate, but it is absolutely up to us right now to put those solutions and strategies in place to create that best future. Thinking about kind of what a utopian, optimistic vision
0: of what a future sustainable food system could look like, what is your vision for that? Like what would be the, the best case scenario?
1: So when I, you know, dare to dream and think of what that best future is for agricultural production I actually get really excited because I know that there are so many things that we can be doing um, that would better look after our environment that would benefit our communities that would improve you know our business operations and profitability you know that would actually create a better future for everyone who's going to come after us mm-hmm. and so that vision entails a place powered by renewable energy where we have decided to leave fossil fuels because fossil fuels are dead biodiversity and they're causing the death of biodiversity. Mm -hmm. Like we need to get off fossil fuels. It's, It's ridiculous that it's 2023 and we're still, you know, championing coal and gas in this country. So, Being the sunniest and one of the windiest continents on Earth, I would love to see our society powered by solar and wind supported by battery. Low production costs, low air pollution. Mm -hmm. I think it is a place where we are using precision agriculture and uh, genetic selection really cleverly to use the precious resources, natural resources, very wisely and that we're recycling these resources in cyclical systems, Mm -hmm. that we have moved away from the idea of waste generation and throwing things in a hole in the ground, and that's okay, but we're actually reusing, revaluing, recycling everything that's currently in use. Mm -hmm. I would love to see a place where we are celebrating traditional knowledge, here in Australia, we are so fortunate to have all these unique foods and flavors of native Australian produce, but rarely do you actually see them on a menu or on a supermarket shelf or in a cooking book. And what a shame, because when I go walking through the paddock, I'm just constantly picking and grazing, you know, the saltbush leaves, the kwandongs, these ruby um, uh, berries, and it's delicious. And this is native produce, these native foods are well suited to our climate, our soils, and you know the native biodiversity, the flora and fauna. And so we should be championing that as a nation. Mm-hmm. I would also love to see greater respect and connection to food and agriculture, and I think that does start by changing the education system and actually having you know school curriculums focusing on food production, eating healthy. How do we actually grow, you know, this food on our plates from soil and water and sunlight? Like that's magic. Um, You know, engaging kids in these topics. I would also love, you know, for us to really, you know, use art and design and imagination, you know, really be bold and courageous about how could we grow the best possible food? Where would we do it? Who would be involved? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are some amazing examples of, you know, green walls on high rises or, you know, city landscapes where people can eat and walk and, you know, all of these things. And I would love to bring that food closer to people. So they really appreciate, you know, when you see a You know, a tomato, you know, forming on a bush, or you pull out a carrot from the dirt. There is real joy in doing that and eating that very fresh produce. And I would love more people to be able to, yeah, get their hands a bit dirty and enjoy the real pleasures of seeing food grow up close and personal. Absolutely. Sounds incredible. So, what's next for farmers for climate action? So uh, Farmers for Climate Action, and I might just like briefly describe a bit more about what the organisation is all about, because as you mentioned, I'm one of the founding directors of it, and I'm so proud to be part of this community. So Farmers for Climate Action is an inclusive movement of farmers and rural Australians who are leading the way on climate solutions. And we actually have a movement of 8,000 farmers here in Australia and around 35,000 non-farmers, people mm-hmm. who aren't involved in farming, but who are part of our community, who are supporting what we're doing. And these incredible people have banded together because they believe that we could create a better farming system and that by advocating together, we can positively influence our sector and the government to implement climate policies that reduce pollution and benefit rural communities. Mm-hmm. So what we're really focusing on at the moment is to bring the policies and the strategies in line with the science because, like I mentioned, we've, had, we've got all this amazing science and we've had this science at hand for decades about what's causing the problems and how do we help solve these problems. Mm-hmm. But we actually need to incorporate that science into business strategies into investment um, solutions, into government policies to accelerate these climate solutions and make sure that we are looking after the environment and our human communities, which are completely dependent on the health and well-being of that environment. We've been hearing from Dr. Anika
0: Molesworth from Farmers for Climate Action. Anika, thank you so much for chatting with us today.
1: My pleasure. It's um, been a joy to speak with you all. And for any listeners who are really interested in these conversations, I really do recommend looking up Farmers for Climate Action, their website or social media and getting involved with this community of action. Thank you for listening to
0: The Greener Way. I'm Rosemary Petrus. Thanks for listening to The Greener Way Podcast. If you liked today's show, remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Any feedback? Contact us on podcast at fssustainability.com.au. I'm Rachel Allen Backus.
2: The Greener Way Podcast is a product of FS Sustainability, a show about people, the planet, and investing in our collective future. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. The Greener Way podcast gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by discussing numerous financial sustainable options and our featured guests. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, legal or tax advice. The hosts of The Greener Way are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. FS Sustainability operates under an Australian Financial Service License and the exemption made available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect to any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the FS Sustainability website, fssustainability.com.au.